so much. Friendships, relationships and all of the above is like quite a big topic. But what I, what I thought was this was going to be like quite an intimate seminar so we could have a really good chat about it. I still want to do that, but it's just going to mean that if you want to ask a question or anything like that, you're just going to have to really project. Or we'll have to Chinese whispers it all the way down from the back to the front so that I can find out what it is that you guys want to know from me. But I am going to take questions towards the end, so be thinking about things specific things we're going to cover a, a fair number so if there's anything you want to dig a little bit deeper into there's going to be a chance so you can have that in the back of your mind whilst we're talking so the title that we sort of spoke about because I chatted with Elwyn a bit about this before I came was how does God view our friendships and relationships right um, and I said on stage and I, I'm going to say it probably at everything I do today God built us to be in community. The way that we interact with each other and the people around us is really important. We're not supposed to live life in isolation. And that means that we're going to have to do things and accommodate people who sometimes we don't particularly like and who do things that we don't particularly agree with. And it means that they'll have to be patience and compromise and all of those different things. So... I think um, it's important to note that this isn't this is a this is a very important spiritual topic, but there's a lot of worldly research that backs up what God says about relationships and friendships, and that is always reassuring when you can see you know the whole sort of wellness trend like oh why don't you turn off your phone for one day a week what you mean take a sabbath it's really nice when you can see that the world is finally catching up with what the bible was saying years ago so and we're getting that a lot these days but particularly around relationships and connection because actually if you don't have a strong foundation of people around you who are supporting you, who, are friend, who have that deep friendship, that deep understanding, who you have that fulfilling mutual relationship with, it can affect profoundly your mental health, your physical health, and also your spiritual health as well. And there's um, some research that came out recently that said that being lonely and loneliness will have a greater effect on your life expectancy than smoking. So it's really important that we feel connected because that's what God built us for. So to answer the initial question, how does God view our friendships and relationships? He sees them as vital and he champions them and he's at the center of them and he is cheering for you within them. But it's important that we make good choices and that we behave well within those relationships. So, oh, another example of why this is so important. In Matthew 22, verse 37, someone asked Jesus, like, okay, so of those Ten Commandments from back in the day, what, what one should I focus on? And he says, um, to focus on, oh, this is a very old translation I've got here. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. 
And the second, so first most important thing is that we're loving God, right? And that is a relationship in and of itself that needs nurture and care and time and attention and it needs to be mutual. You can't just constantly be asking for something. So that's relationship number one. And sometimes we can forget that actually we need to pour out to God just as he looks out for us. Um, Then he said, though, the second most important commandment is, am I doing something weird with the mic? Is it being weird? No. Just hold, yeah, okay, good. You just just tell me if something goes weird. Um, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So that's how important it is that we are caring for one another. Um, You've heard a little bit of my story, and for the real ones who came last year as well, you've heard a bit more too, right? But actually, this is something I didn't do very well when I was younger. Um, So after I left church at 13, um, and I started drinking and going out and all of those things, I felt really quite lost as a young person. Um, What felt like a priority to me was not nurturing and having good mutual friendships. It was being popular. So what I wanted was a one-way situation. I wanted adoration. I wanted people to like me, but I had no intention of feeding back or even being particularly kind to the people who I was hoping would like me. I was so afraid of being unpopular that I would mold myself into being a person that I thought people wanted to like, a person I thought people wanted to date as well. I, I decided what was attractive in a person, both for friendship and for dating, and I tried to reconstruct myself in line with that. And that landed me with this whole party girl persona, with being the fun one, the funny one, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But actually, no one would have described me as kind. No one would have described me as generous or thoughtful. They may have called me if they wanted it to kick off at a party, but no one called me crying. No one called me when they really needed support. Um, I wasn't particularly tolerant of... Of people who... it No, that's what it is. I keep fiddling with the wire. Sorry. Um, I wasn't particularly tolerant of people who it, it takes a little bit of time to grow in friendship with. So if I thought someone was difficult or weird or, you know, not the same as what I thought popular should be, I didn't give people a chance. I didn't explore those relationships. In fact, if somebody had the audacity to be different and not, you know, dress like an emo when we were all dressing like emos or do this or whatever it was that that was the fad of that moment, then I actively disliked them because I was like, well, I've had to conform. I've had to bend myself to be popular. That is real commitment to sitting at the front. That is well done. No, that's, that's how keen she was. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody is putting this woman at the back of the room, and I rate it. Um, no, but it was, and it, I found it really difficult. I found it really difficult to see somebody standing for themselves and for who they were 
when I had felt I'd have to strip all of that away just to be liked. So I wasn't, I wasn't a very good friend. I, and I wanted validation from being fancied by boys, from being you know, popular and liked by girls. And all of that would make me feel, if I achieved it, spoiler alert, I did not, because I was not doing things very well. Um, if I achieved it, that was my validation. That was, what, that was what I wanted for myself. That's how I felt good about myself, right? Which again means I'm just looking for what I can get from other people. I'm saying, if you guys like me, that makes me feel good. And that was the extent, that was the interaction I had in mind when I was like teenage years with my friendships. That is obviously not a good way of approaching friendships. And what it landed me with was very shallow relationships where everyone was looking for what they could get from you rather than what you could mutually share in, okay? Um, so what does a good relationship look like? And this is, this is about friendship, but also um, in a dating scenario as well. Anyone who you're spending time with, right? This is how the Bible says we can honor those people we're closest to. Because often we are meanest to the people we're closest to. Anyone who's got a sibling knows that you treat the person closest to you the absolute worst. And ideally, we wouldn't do that, you know? I think family is slightly... You get a bit of a hall pass with family, right? Maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. Retract it. I retract it. If this is being recorded, I take that back for the benefit of the tape. But I do think, you know, when it comes to your friends, like your best friend, you can really snap at them sometimes. And we're not looking to do that. So, Bible. Um, what does a good relationship look like? You encourage each other to their highest good to what God has said they are, to who they can be in him. That's 1 Thessalonians 5.11. You forgive each other and help each other out in difficulties. That's Colossians 3.13 and Ecclesiastes. You're not going to be able to write all of the, the Bible references down, but you can probably get keywords. Um, Ecclesiastes 4.10. You don't gossip or listen to gossip or allow it to hurt your friendships. Proverbs 16.28. You stick around even when things get difficult and you are reliable, Proverbs 18:24, you give pleasant, sincere advice, seeking out the highest good for that person, what God is calling them into, Proverbs 27, 9 and Proverbs 12, 26. You honor each other above yourself. You put the people around you before your own personal needs, Romans 12, 10. You love each other the same way Christ loves us. John 15, 12 to 13. You challenge each other to meet high but good standards. Proverbs 27, 17. You're not bad-tempered. Proverbs 22, 24 to 25. And you never withhold kindness and mercy. Job um, 6.14. That feels like a really high standard, right? That's one of those like, oh, if we do things biblically, so if we're all perfect. But I think it's good to know what we're working towards. And I'm not saying I always hit all of those milestones in my relationships, but I am conscious of it. And when I fall short, I apologize as well. And that is really important. So... I think when you feed into relationships with that mindset, that biblical mindset that we've just gone through, 
that is the way that you'll be reciprocally treated. Not like me and my friends when we were younger, who either ditched me because I wasn't very nice, or came along for the ride because they had their own things that they wanted to get out of the relationship, their own popularity to gain. Um, I, I now, these days, invest really heavily in my friendships. I really take the time to listen and hear where people are at and to think of creative ways to support them. And it means that I have a far better foundation. And you'll find that your relationships and the security of those relationships are a foundation that you'll fall back on when you reach out. They're the deep roots that help you to spread wide branches out into the world, into your jobs, into your ministry, into your mission work, into your schools, your universities, your colleges, into everything that God is calling you into. I think, oh sorry, I thought someone said my name. Gosh, that's the prayer team just having a little prophetic chat before we um, offer up that service, so stand by for that. Um, I think something that we don't, we don't recognize enough is when it comes to friendships, when it comes to dating and relationships, right? God cares far less about who you choose and far more about how you treat them. And we can spend the whole time being like, oh, I don't know if that's a very good friend for me. Or, oh, I don't know if he or she is good enough for me today. Oh, actually... You, you can build incredible relationships with a huge, different, and diverse number of people. What matters and what will build that relationship is how you treat that person. And we need to be looking at ourselves in that. Um, I think it's important when you are when you are discerning who you spend your... Because there will be some people it's just not very helpful for you to spend your time with. Uh, it's, not, it's not everyone is a perfect and fruitful friend for you. There are people who your behavior can influence in a really positive way, and that's amazing. But if you can sense that actually you're being more influenced poorly than you are influencing well, then it's okay to take a step back and put a boundary in in that relationship. And I think that that is like a Holy Spirit gut feeling when it comes to the people around you. And that's something that you can grow and develop in, right? But you should listen to what the spirit is telling you, what God is speaking to you about, because you know when something's not quite right. You know, people will say like, oh, that's something in my gut. I would say that that's like the Holy Spirit giving you a nudge that it may be a good idea to remove yourself from the situation. Um, how we treat ourselves within relationships is also really important because, and like, it's important that we treat the people around us as we would want ourselves to be treated, right? But sometimes we don't treat ourselves very well. And if that's where you're at, then how are you going to be able to reach out and be an amazing friend to other people? If you feel yourself saying things to yourself like, oh, you're so stupid. Oh, why did you miss that goal? Why don't you look as good as you should? Why didn't you get that score on your test? Whatever, whatever. Would you speak to your friend like that? Would you be like, no, you look fat today. You should stay home. You would never. So if that's how you're speaking to yourself, then actually your relationship with yourself, your friendship with yourself, the care you take over yourself is also really really important. Um, 
I think particularly when it comes to romantic relationships, it's important to ask yourself the question, are you ready before you go out and start dating? Because you can do yourself a lot of harm by being in a relationship when you're not actually in the right emotional, mental, spiritual place to be in one. But you can also do a lot of harm to the other person by just treating them poorly because you weren't ready to be as sacrificial as you need to be with that level of personal and interpersonal relationship, right? Um, and how do you do that? I'd say here are some signs you're maybe not ready. You still think a lot about the last person you dated. You still got like their hoodie or their chain or their shampoo. I don't know what guys keep from girls, probably nothing. Uh, shampoo. Um, women have really good shampoo. If you're not stealing it, you're really missing a trick. Um, you know, whatever, like a little memento, a ticket stub or something like that. If, if you're still holding on to things from a previous relationship, then maybe you're not ready to invite somebody else into that space. And that's okay, just take time. If you feel yourself getting really jealous of your friends who have got a relationship or you feel get a bit more attention than you or girls like them more or guys like them more, actually, we've all got our own... We've all got our own journeys, right? And, and we, you know, comparison can really kill relationships. It can really kill friendships in particular. And that probably means that you just need to take a step back and reevaluate where you're at with, with your relationships. Do you have being in a relationship in its rightful place? Like, yes, we need to invest in our friendships. Yes, we need to invest in our dating life if that's where we're at, right? but not more than we should be investing in our relationship with Jesus. That's the first relationship. That's the one that counts. That's who's on the throne. And if you feel like you're prioritizing the person you fancy or your mate over that relationship with God, then that's a potential problem. Um, do you have capacity to handle a breakup or rejection? Because that's kind of built into, hopefully not to friendships, although they can be turbulent, for sure. But in dating scenarios, you're kind of inviting in rejection when you put yourself out there. You have to be vulnerable, and you have to run the risk that the other person will decide it's not the right relationship for them and for you guys together. And that's got to be okay. We can't force everyone to stay with each other just because one person fancies the other but actually that can really hurt. And if you know that you're not in the right place to process the disappointment of that well and healthily, then maybe just take some more time before you start dating. Um, and finally, how much do you value yourself? Because you can't be entering into a friendship or any relationship in a way as if like you're grateful. You know, like, as if, like, thank goodness someone's willing to take you on and spend time with you and everything like that. Humility is important, and we talk about it a lot, and it means that you're no better than anyone else, but it means you're no worse as well. And if you don't recognize your value and what you bring into that relationship, you're liable to be poorly treated by the wrong person. So actually, know your strengths recognize your weaknesses and, and do your best to be sort of slowly working on them. It's progress, not perfection, right? But know that you do have something really valuable to contribute to a friendship, to a relationship. 
Don't come groveling, because actually, you are welcome, you're invited, you are valuable. And if you don't quite have that in its right place yet, it can cause problems. Um, I think also it's really important to flag up that you don't have to change yourself. You know, I was joking earlier about like, oh, dressing as, you know, how everyone else is dressing or listening to this music or whatever, whatever. Like, yeah, if your friends all enjoy something, you might enjoy it too. But if you don't, you don't. And if you have your own things that they don't enjoy, that, that's like a hobby or a skill or a talent or just something that you really like, that's great. That's character. That, it's, it's those differences that enrich us. No one wants everyone to be the same. So really be proud of the things that set you apart from other people. And if other people don't get it, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. But I, I'm so interested when someone tells me, like, oh, I really love to do this, and it's something I know nothing about. We don't all have to be the same. And the other thing is you do not have to change the way you look for any relationship, friendship-wise, if all your friends are doing this, or all your friends have their hair like that, or all your friends, whatever, whatever, or in a dating context, you don't have to... It's good to put your best foot forward, sure. Like, let's dress well if we're meeting up with someone, if we're all hanging out, if we're going on a date, right? But you don't need to fundamentally change the way you look. You don't need to be thinner. You don't need to be more ripped. You don't need bigger lips. You don't need a bigger bum. You are created exactly as you were supposed to be created. And God does not make mistakes. So yes, present yourself well. Feel good about yourself. But you do not, it's not like, oh, I'll be more popular if and when I've changed that thing about the way I look. Or more people will fancy me if and when I've changed that thing about the way I look. You are beautifully and fearfully made. And that's it. Um, I am going to ask you guys, right, so we're going to do a couple of bits now. I've got a few questions for you. So I want you to kind of turn to like your church group or your group of mates that you've come with or even just like a handful of people around you, right? Um, I wasn't expecting it to be quite so packed, so you may just have to tilt your head rather than turning your body, but see what you've got room for. Um, first of all, I'd love you, just for three minutes, to talk about a time or a thing that you know you've gotten wrong in your relationships. So you know how I was so desperate to be popular, or I didn't, and that meant I wasn't really treating people very well. Is there anything stirring in you guys that you're like, okay, this is, this is something I can do better? So take a sec, and then I'm going to give you another question. All right, we've got, we've got some really good chats going. Down the front, we've got a few people who cut people off too quickly if they don't like them straight away, who aren't very good at communicating if, if something doesn't feel right. Some people who will, you know, perform a bit and, and change themselves, adapt a little bit to be more liked or do funny, silly things. <laughs> no. um, okay, so next question I want to ask you guys is, and if I quickly run through it again, I want you to pick out, because this is progress, not perfection. I'm not expecting everyone to walk out of here and do this perfectly, but we, we take the challenge and we make marginal gains, right? 
So if I read this list to you really quickly, which one of these biblical qualities of a friend and a person to be in relationship with do you feel like you could pray on and work on and improve on in the way that you care for the people around you, okay? So encouraging, forgiving, helping, not gossiping or listening to gossip and not letting it hurt a relationship, sticking round, being reliable, giving pleasant, sincere advice, seeking God together, honoring each other above yourselves, loving as Christ loved, challenging each other, not being bad-tempered, and never withholding kindness or mercy. So obviously we all want to improve in all of those things, but is there one that you're like, I can really pray on that, really wrestle with that? Right, chat to each other and I'll pull you back in a few minutes. One more time. Okay, one more time for the list just in case you need it. Encouraging, forgiving, helping, not gossiping or letting gossip hurt relationships. Sticking around, being reliable, giving pleasant advice, seeking God together, honoring each other above yourself, loving how Christ loved, challenging each other, not being bad-tempered, never withholding kindness or mercy. Okay, let me bring you guys back in. We've had some good chats, some good chats. Some people who feel that they gossip a bit too much, we've all been there. Some people who feel that they could offer more kindness and mercy. And one person who was like, well, what about you? What are you working on? Which is a very good challenge. And gosh, what do, I actually do think I'm a really good friend, but I think that's because I've learned that people don't appreciate not good friends. I think actually I was just saying to Rachel, that's Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Um, sh we both sometimes, rather than being unkind or kind, can just shut down and just not really talk or engage. And sometimes that can be very stressful for someone who's trying to connect with you. So I think a bit more grace in those moments that feel difficult to allow more conversation, even if it feels a bit frustrating, would possibly be a kinder way to interact with friends that I could invest in. Um, okay. So the final question is, is there somebody in your life who you feel you could be a better friend to right now? Is there some, and you don't need to name names to each other. You can, be, you can be vague about names, but is there someone who you know you've been short with, who you know is in need of someone coming alongside them, who you know could do with just that bit more kindness, care or attention, and maybe people find them a bit difficult and they don't always get it? But what does that look like around you? And also, in this time, when you're discussing that, uh, have a think about any questions, because I am going to open it up, and I'm very happy to answer questions on friendships, relationships, dating, um, and all of the above, as was said earlier. So whatever you think is relevant, I'll give it a bash. Um, so chat about that, and then I'll bring it back. Okay, thanks so much guys.
I would love it if you could keep these conversations going. You know, that one mate who didn't come to this seminar, who went somewhere else instead. Tell them all about it later, you know. And, um, and we can be working together and praying for each other in these things that we want to work on and develop and with those relationships that don't always come easy, but we know God is asking us to invest in that are really valuable. Okay, so here's how we're gonna do Q&A. Raise your hand and then I will ask you to shout the question at me and then I'll repeat it, which will buy me a bit of time to think of the answer. So yes, go. Okay, in a friendship, where's the line between forgiveness and letting people walk all over you? Right. Um, I think it's very hard to know, okay, because there will be some relationships that do not serve you that it's better just to, to walk away from, right? And if you find that somebody is treating you poorly and they apologize and they make amends and it doesn't happen on an ongoing basis then that's fine because that's where there's so much grace for that. You'll do that, I do that, we all do that, right? If someone is systematically treating you badly, not acknowledging the damage that's having on you or acknowledging it but making no effort to change it, I think it's okay to get distance, you know? And it may be that they have stuff going on um, that means that they're behaving that way. But actually, you don't have to run yourself ragged trying to fix someone else's problems. You can be a supportive and caring friend, but if, they, if being around them is coming at a huge cost to you, and that's not temporary, that's just ongoing, then I think it's better just to walk away. Um, yeah, hi. Do I think love languages are important in friendship and relationships? Oh, this is such a... All right. I, when people ask me what my love language is, my answer is all of them. I like all of those things. Don't think that you can just say nice things but not do acts of service or not give me quality time or not give me a hug and never buy me a present because I want all of those things. And I will also respond by sharing in all of those things with the people obviously you can't do that with absolutely everyone you know but with the people closest to you i think if you're a person who finds it really helpful to know how to show love and affection for someone then ask them and that may be within the format of those love languages and that's really helpful because it's given us language behind different ways we can care for each other but actually it may be more specific things like how do you feel most valued how can i show you i care about you when you're feeling low what do you need um so yes i think they can be helpful but I also think we don't need to confine ourselves to those five things. I think that we can allow people to be more specific, more specific to their situation and what they're going through. And equally, if you've asked that question, you can say like, oh, when I'm feeling low, I'd love this, you know, a meme, a message, a phone call, a walk, whatever it is, you know. Uh, in the gray, just there. How do you know if you're ready for a relationship? fully know as opposed to the half knowing measures that I shared earlier um, no good question I think no one's ever really ready for anything 
if you ask someone who's had kids, like, oh, when you decided that you and your partner were going to try for kids, were you ready to be a dad or a mum? No, no one is ready for any big life step. So it's okay to feel that you're not quite sure and take that step anyway. But there are specific things like those I've listed that I think mean you should take a step back, be gentler with yourself. And if the idea of someone saying, no, I don't want to date you, or dating you for a month and going, oh, I don't think this is working, if that is like, oh, I could not cope with that right now, then just give yourself some space. You know, you're not running out of time. God doesn't run out of time. There's going to be plenty of opportunities to explore dating when you are in a more healthy place. Um, And actually what I found is when people aren't in the right place with their self-esteem, when they haven't processed things that have caused them pain before, they can accept very damaging standards in a relationship that can can exacerbate that and that's what we want to avoid we don't want you to hurt anyone else but you don't also don't want to hurt yourself more through that relationship so ultimately get the one with god as strong as you possibly can but that's not just when you're single that is a lifetime's ambition for all of us Um, but that will really help you and set you up to love and care for someone else well um yes stripey top and then the girl behind straight after that go on How can you balance your friendships and your relationship? Um, Like fries before guys kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Because the other one's got a rude word in it, so I didn't want to, you know. Yeah, thanks. Christian friendly. Um, Look, the worst thing you can do is ditch your mates when you get into a relationship. Your eventual you know, husbands and wives, right? They are first among your friends, but they do not replace your friends. You will need your friends. And the more that we talk about these dating situations, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, he's my best friend. He's not, and he shouldn't be. You know, you can't just get everything from one person. She should not be the start and finish of your interpersonal relationships because then you're in a bubble and you, can, and, you, and you can get detached. Church community is important. Your friendships are important. Continue to invest in them. And I think that there's a natural, like, you've just started dating someone and you really like them, so you spend a bit more time with them. And that's fine. But bring your friends into it because also, like, it can be really rubbish to be the single person When your mate started dating someone and suddenly you're ditched and then they come back three months later because they got dumped and you're like, well, (laughs) this is interesting. You know, let's just all be good friends regardless of our relationship status, I think. And then behind you, I, yes. Okay, how do you... um, Navigate friendship. How do you step back from a relationship that it's very hard to, friendship that's hard to walk away from, and how do you navigate different faith relationships? Um, Sorry, different faith friendships. I think when it comes to distancing yourself, if you find that sort of putting natural, more gentle distancing measures in place, like not showing up to stuff they've invited you to, or saying, oh, thank you, but I actually can't make it. Sorry, not just not showing up, like obviously you say, I sadly won't be able to make it, and things like that. Um, but if you find that that person's really pushing, pushing back for your friendship, um, it may be that that's worth listening to. Maybe they really value you, and maybe there's something going on, and maybe you need to have a conversation and say, look, I felt like it was 
better for me to kind of take a step back, but you keep reaching out and da 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 da. I, I, you know, we get on in so many ways, but I found these things really unhelpful. Is there a way for us to adjust our friendship so that it works for both of us? And if they say no, then that's not your friend. And if they say yes, then great. You know, but I think it's okay. We need to be people who can have difficult conversations with love, you know, and you will need to do that throughout your whole life at work, with any relationship, friendship or romantic. So actually sitting down and just in a really caring way saying, hey, how can we make this work? Because it's not working for me right now is okay. Uh, I think like how... I think it's great to be friends with people from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life, and people who are invested in another faith. I think it's obviously in an ideal world, everyone would follow Jesus and love Jesus and, and, and agree you know, with us in that because we truly believe, well, I can speak myself, I would love that because I truly believe that that is the path to you know, an amazing relationship with Jesus here on earth and then eternal life with him in heaven in the next, right? Um, but everyone, everyone has to approach their faith and their sort of their spiritual journey in their own way. I think have those open and difficult conversations. You know, don't let someone bulldoze over you about what you believe, but be respectful rather than forceful with what you believe. Just allow conversations, listen as well as talk, you know? Um, and I've, I've got friends who are Muslim, and, and I think that they're amazing, amazing people, and I would never walk away from those friendships because they don't agree with me, you know? So it's a case of, of just allowing for those differences and showing love through them. Um, hand at the back with the, yes, you shaking your hand. Oh, what if you think the person you're in a relationship is not ready to be in a relationship? It's very hard to tell somebody else about themselves, right? So you can ask the question and say, hey, look, we got into this relationship, um, but here's some stuff that doesn't feel super healthy. Do you think maybe we got into this relationship too soon? Do you think that maybe there's work for us to do? Do you think we can do that work together? Or do you think actually we're gonna need to sort of take some time and work on this separately. Honestly, the worst thing you can do is operate from a place of fear in relationships. It's okay to let something go. It's okay to let something go if it is truly not right. Do not force something that's not right, you know, because that space could be everything you need for the incredible relationship in a couple of years time, and that's scary, but that's a trusting God thing. Um, hi. Ooh. Uh, is it a red flag for the guy you're dating to have a girl best friend or the girl you're dating to have a guy best friend is the question oh and the second half of the rooms felt it too that's it MVP question love that um, women need men and men need women right it's really important to have that diverse and mixed friendship group, okay? So I think that it's, it's important to have a group of friends who aren't all girls or aren't all men. I, I don't love it when I hear a girl or a guy, but I've heard it more from girls say, yeah, 
I just don't really get on with other girls. Like, I just don't, you know, I just don't really... Often that is coming from a place of feeling, of feeling a bit insecure and feeling like, you know, they'd rather not have the challenge of, of being friends with other women because it's, it can feel a bit easier because there's not sort of direct competition, okay? So that's, we've got to love people through that situation. But I think ideally, we would all be comfortable having friendships. That said, if there is a one-on-one -on -one friendship... Let's say, for example, a guy, I fancy a guy and he's got a best mate who's a girl, okay? There do have to be boundaries. Like, I wouldn't... There, and and it's, it's a discernment thing between the three of you to work out. I think it's really important, say I start... Let's call him John. I start dating John. Karen's his best mate, right? I'm like, oh, Karen... Can you give me a bit of space? Me and John are trying to have a date night, right? I would sit down with them and say, look, I can see that you guys got on so well. I can see that there's real value in this friendship. I need to be a part of it now rather than on the outside of it. So it's, it, you guys all hang out together. You're always welcome. It's not something that's closed off from, from me, you know, him and Karen. Um, but also, I would say... We've all got to be really honest with ourselves. And I think nine times out of ten, if one of them, John or Karen, I don't know who, said to the other, we should give this a go, the other one would be like, yeah, go on then. Okay? So... I can't believe that's what got me around. I read the Bible earlier, guys. I should have just stuck Love Island on. Honestly, animals... No, it's like, let's be honest, you know, that, that is often the dynamic. And I think if you are in that, oh my gosh, he's just my best friend. Oh my gosh, she's just my best friend. It will potentially affect your relationships going forward. So before I met John, the sensible thing for him and Karen is to have that difficult conversation themselves. And for them to say, look, you know, I think... I would be open to stepping this up, would you? And if it's a no, then their relationship would automatically change anyway, you know? Uh, straight ahead, love or lust? Okay. Lust takes and love gives. So if you, if what you want from that person is what they can give you, if what you want is the feeling you get when people see you guys together or the, the excitement of sexual attraction or something that they give you that you can take from them that makes you feel good about yourself, you're working with lust. If you are willing to lay down the things that are important to you to be of service to your partner, to take them into account in every decision you make, when they are your priority, when you want to see them flourish in God in every way, that's love. And I think that's the, the difference. I have got time for one final question. Um, I've already asked you one, but you're being so enthusiastic. What? No, because you're taking the mick, I can tell. What is this? Is it a real question? He said, his, I didn't see because I haven't been looking. Okay, go on. We haven't had a boy question. Go on. How do you, when you've seen someone who you think there might be an attraction to, how do you approach them? How do you make the first move? 
Okay. Is that not the question? Is, is he coming on to me? I think I'm a bit old for you. Thank you, though. I'm flattered. Okay, it's a very complicated question. It's actually, how do you start the process of building towards a romantic relationship with someone who you is a friend, but you fancy, or you don't know? You literally don't know them. How do you know you fancy them then? You know they exist and they know you exist. Just walk over and say hi. I can't do everything. What do you mean? Who is she? Point her out and then I'll tell her. <laughs> is it? Just, just tell me when I'm getting there. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, look, it's really it's daunting when you think that there could be a romantic connection with somebody and you maybe haven't spent that time together. I think if you are aware of each other, getting yourselves together in a group situation is a really good idea, right? Um, because it will just mean that you can have those conversations in a less vulnerable, more open way. Um, but if you're... I, I just think, why do we get so freaked out about asking people out? If you think it could be a thing, ask them out. Just say, like, can we grab a coffee? It doesn't mean you're getting married. And then you know, and then you can work it out. And if you want to keep dating, keep dating. But if you don't then cool. But I think we all need to just chill out a bit and spend time with each other in a really open way. Okay, you've been so keen, so Sue, it better be really quick though, because I'm really pushing it. You've forgotten. Oh, it's game over. I gave you the chance. Oh. How do you break up with someone if they just want sex from you? Okay, well, do break up with someone if they just want sex from you. Number one, accurate. I think it's okay to be quite blunt with someone who's only placing value, who's the only value that they're placing in you is a sexual value. So there's a part of me that's like, yeah, we want to treat people really kindly, but if they're hurt that you've walked away from them when all they've been doing is pursuing you for sex, then I don't really care. And I think that maybe that feeling of being a bit hurt might prompt them not to behave that way in the future. If they're hurt, it's off the back of their behavior, not yours. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, we, we're done. Um, thank you so much.